has been paid for by the New World Order. Listen up, you blind slap nut. If I can be serious for a minute. This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. The real reason I came here tonight is because we are live! We flex on Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all thy ages, we're back. We've been off for a little bit here on the Wrestling Week in Review show. It's your boy, the snowman. And man, has a lot of things been going down in the last few weeks that we've been on the air. Man, we've had the Great American Bash. We've had Road Rager. We've had Fighter Fest. Night one, night two. We've had next week is going to be fight of the or fight of the fall for the fallen. Uh, we had WWE have fans again at SmackDown. We had Money in the Bank. We've had surprise returns. We've had cash ins already. Well, cash in already, and we're. Just getting started on this road to SummerSlam. And good God, what it's been busy. Man, guys, I'm going to, again, this is, this has just been a long few weeks, guys, since our last show. Uh, I'm not going to go too far backwards. You know, I'm probably, I'm again, I'm going to do the last week, but I am going to voice and give you guys opinion or my thoughts of what's been going on over the last two past three weeks. I think it's been three weeks since we've had a show. Uh, my uh, calculations are correct to say the least. Yeah, about three weeks. I want, yeah, three weeks since we've had our last shizzo here on the network. Um, so again, Going to give some quick opinions about what's been going on. But first, let's get through the news. Um, first, the first big one, of course, uh, for us is, uh, I know we're a little bit late, but Mr. Wonderful passed away on the 12th of this month, age 71. Rest in peace, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Uh, you will be sorely missed. Uh, former WCW World TV champ, three-time WCW tag team champion. Uh, I was sad to see him, you know, be gone. Uh, get that notification like, oh, wake up and Mr. Wonderful has passed away. Damn. It sucked. Um, man, uh, what does that leave? Like, a majority of the main event from WrestleMania 1. Yeah, pretty much everyone on one side has 
is left. You got Mr. T and Hulk Hogan that is still left from the WrestleMania one uh, main event that is alive because we've lost Piper. We've lost Mr. Wonderful. Um, we've lost Cal. Er, no, I don't think we've lost Cowboy Bob Orton Sr. I think he's still alive and kicking. Um, but we did lose. Actually, we kind of lost the main of the the wrestlers, and then for one side, and then the manager for the other. Uh, in Jimmy Superfly Snooker passing away. But now, in moving on, Bailey. Uh, I guess or uh, not guess. Uh, no, she had su successful surgery on her torn ACL. She's going to be out for nine months. Uh, sucks to see that she's going to be gone for that amount of time, which leaves a pretty big opening on SmackDown besides Bianca Belair uh, as the top wrestler on there for the, you know, because again, Bailey been carrying that brand for the longest time. And again, this is also going to bring me to another point because on, you know, if you've been noticing, you know, paying attention with the rosters, you know, especially on the women's side. And again, I keep bringing this up almost every time I come here. Um, it always seems like the Raw roster has always been more stacked with talent. But now the power, the powers to be have switched as the SmackDown women's roster has more women than Raw right now at this very moment. You gotta think. Bailey, Bianca, Carmella, or Carm yeah, Carmella, Liv, Mia Yim, Naomi, Natalia, Sasha, Shotzi, Tamina, Tegan, Tony, and Zelina. All on one women's roster. I'm not I know I'm not gonna count Sonya Deville because uh she's an authority figure. But take out Bailey, as of course she's injured right now, but she's still in the SmackDown roster. SmackDown has more active wrestlers than Raw right now, compared to Bliss. Uh, of course, the switch between uh, Aaliyah and uh, Mandy Rose. Of course, Mandy Rose hanging down to NXT, uh, and well, hand backwards to uh, NXT. Uh, and essentially breaking up the Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose tag team right there, which just ta you know eliminates another tag team right there. Um, Asuka, Becky, Charlotte, Dana, uh, Dodrop, aka Piper Niven, uh, unfortunately, Eva Marie, Lacey Evans, Nia Jax, Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley, and Shayna Baszler. There's more. And of course, take out Becky and Lacey because you know they're on maternity leave right now, as you know, they're not on TV. Raw women's roster has shrunk. And for a show that's three hours long, you've got to be thinking, well, why they should be having more women's you know, women on the raw roster because they need more, you know, time to fill in for the three hours. And you're getting rid of one. You, I mean, granted, you brought back, you brought two in to basically. That is, you brought two in. That's one. That's, that's actually technically that's doing the work with Eva Marie coming back and bring 
you know, transferring uh, Piper from NXT UK and bringing her up and then transfer, you know, doing a switch with uh, Mandy Rose and Aaliyah doing the switch from NXT to Raw. But, and again, even Marie hasn't done a di- much of a damn thing down and, you know, since she's been on Raw, which I'm not surprised at whatsoever. But with all of that talent, and you know, you need to fill up for three hours. And again, the raw, you know, the SmackDown tag team, or sorry, not the SmackDown tag team, it the women's tag team titles are being currently held by SmackDown. You have no real tag team on Raw. And again, I say real tag team because Marie Dodrop, I don't see it as anything. That's not a tag team. That's just a talented wrestler carrying dead weight. Literally carrying dead weight that thinks she's all that and ha- has no business being in the wrestling ring. Maybe a manager, maybe a manager, but not as a wrestler. That's a that's the honest opinion. You know, sorry, Eva, but Eva Marie, you are or Eva Marie, you are a manager. You should be a manager. Nowhere near a wrestling ring. If you're a social media influencer, like you say you are, then be a social media influencer from the outside and help a talent out by you know getting them on airtime and you know helping them win matches. Don't be the uh, the spotlight stealer in the ring where you have no wrestling ability that is actually marketable to be viewable because I'm pretty sure a lot of people when they see Eva on their TV that in a wrestling ring, they just like, okay, we're gonna go get some, we're gonna you know let's go get cooks, you know get some some snacks, you know go go get some popcorn. And now with the with them being on the road again, I'm gonna I would not be surprised. Come Monday, you're going to see a lot of people out of their seats and heading towards the concession stands, heading towards the bathroom because they don't want to see it. And unfortunately, if you know, if you go, if you're going to put, you know, like a Dana Brooke versus Eva Marie or a Nia Jax versus Eva Marie or just in any unfortunately in any capacity maybe alexa bliss can at least save it a little bit and you know keep the people there to hopefully see alexa make eva's life you know crazy but if anyone else uh, you know maybe with the exception of becky lynch they are all going to unfortunately stand up and go to the bathroom go get some popcorn you know for the second half of the show or for the remainder of the show, uh, go get a hot dog, go get a soda, go get some chips, go get some candy. They're, they're, they're going to take an extensive break. I'm like, dang. Oh, even Marie's here. All right, let's go get, Let's go stretch out. Let's go take a break because we got nothing interesting to see here. Unfortunately, that's honest opinion. But back to SmackDown quickly. Um, they're just, dom- I be- again, they're dominating in the numbers. You got besides Bailey being gone and Sonya Deville being on screen role, SmackDown has more talent than Raw, and that's the honest truth. 
that can, you know, you guys may have a different opinion. You can post that. You can comment on, you know, of course, on YouTube. You could, you know, send it on over at us on Twitter that, you know, we'll reply to it. But it's just a thought, you know, a fact. They are stacked to the brim on SmackDown with the talent for the women's roster. And that's the honest truth right now. Uh, let's see what else before we get going. Uh, NXT, of course, where it has been, it will be moved to Sci-Fi Network for two weeks uh, starting this next Tuesday due to the Olympics. And boy, do I'm, I'm going to have something about the Olympics in a few seconds, in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, uh, the Olympics uh, coverage on the USA Network, on the NBC Sports Network, on NBC uh, has is going to be pushing NXT on Tuesdays over to Sci-Fi. So, starting with the July 27th show for the next two weeks, uh, that will be over on the Sci-Fi Network. Which, of course, you know, WWE on ECW, you know, the ECW version of WWE was on SmackDown or was on Sci-Fi for a time. And a lot of times, when, uh, of course, SmackDown was not available on what I believe it was the CW at the time. They, they would switch over to the sci-fi network. Actually, I think so. I don't remember a hundred percent, but I know if sci-fi was, uh, or actually, sorry, if it was raw, that was not available on the USA network at the time, they would move over to the uh, sci-fi network, uh, for, uh, whatever reason, USA, I think it was for the Westminster kennel, uh, dog show, uh, for a couple times that they would be showing on a Monday, but, and then they would move raw over to sci-fi on, you know, for that night, or they would move it over for a Tuesday, whatever the case may be. Um, and I know, and I do know right now that, uh, on social media, someone has graciously posted spoilers for the next two weeks on, uh, NXT for what's going to happen. Yeah. Shame. Uh, unfortunately that I believe I'm not, I've seen, I mean, I'm not going to say I've seen it like fully, but I'm not going to talk about it that much. So I'm going to react to the same thing as you guys. I, I do have it in the notes, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I just post, put it up on my notes in case something ever came up but again someone posted and on social media and you know what i want to react to the same you know what happens on for the next two weeks on nxt and again it's been getting good down there in nxt uh new japan pro wrestling has announced that the g1 climax tournament the 31st annual will run september through october uh the 18th through, uh, september 18th through october 18th but as with the state of emerg emergency that Japan is currently in, go figure, um, with COVID, things may change, dates may change, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, of course, winner of the G1 Climax Tournament will get a, well, last few years, uh, has a guaranteed title opportunity against the IWGP world's heavyweight champion or the double champion but now as both belts have been combined it will be a briefcase 
to get a guaranteed main event spot at Wrestle Kingdom to kick off the new year. So, but normally again, the G1 tournament is in this uh in the summer, but because of the Olympics getting canceled last year and then moved to this year, uh New Japan and of course, you know, Japan hosting it, uh they moved it to this, you know, the fall so that they can be accommodating to the world's stage for the games. Uh, we do know that NXT TakeOver 36 will be the night after SummerSlam. That was announced during NXT this week that NXT TakeOver 36 will be the night after SummerSlam. So, interesting strategy. I mean, and I've said this on past shows before, where you have... SummerSlam be on a Saturday, number one, first time in a while, long while that we've had a Saturday show uh, for the main roster. I think this is like, I think this might be like, well, besides WrestleMania, the two night event situation, the last two years. Um, but for SummerSlam to be on a Saturday in Vegas and on a fight night with uh, Pacquiao, you know, down there. 15 minutes away at MGM uh, Arena having a fight. That's going to be crazy as on its own right there to, you know, again, with the rumor that WWE is going to try to get the main event over before the main fight, uh, before the Pacquiao fight starts so that people can get up, go, you know, walk 15 minutes to MGM Arena that have tickets to go see the, the fight and miss, you know, the uh, the undercard stuff and maybe the main cards uh, action or to get to a bar nearby and check out the fight. But now, of course, that left open the question, well, what, what's going to happen? You know, what are we going to do for the Sunday? Well, now we now know that NXT 36 will be happening on the night after SummerSlam. Uh, and of course, we know that... I that the NXT UK Championship will be up for grabs at TakeOver 36. Uh, Walter will defend against Ian Dragunov, uh, or Dragovich, I think it is Dragovich, uh, to make up for what, is, what was supposed to happen this, what, couple weeks ago, last week. But because of Walter's injury, he is out, uh, can't defend the title with, with his left hand. He is out, so now it's been moved to TakeOver 36. Uh, here in the States, which should be a damn good match. But that's it for the big news. Uh, actually, well, one last thing. Uh, during the lot or during the night of the lot, the first night back for WWE on SmackDown with fans, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Brit the British Bulldog son, was at SmackDown in a dark match. So hopefully this will bring... You know, you know, officially bring Davy Boy back to WWE. Uh, I mean, again, to have not only have Natalia, uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart's daughter on the in the in the company, but to bring back British Bulldog's son back in and have the Hart Foundation, you know, the Hart family right there back in the fold full time. But that's really the all new all the news. For the moment, uh, I'll quickly talk about what's been going on the last couple weeks. I'm not going to go through match by match, uh, 
I'll talk about Fire Fest Night 2, of course, that happened this past week. Um, I'll talk about last week's Raw, uh, or this past week's Raw with first uh, with the fans in attendance. I'll talk about the first, of course, the first week of SmackDown with fans in the in the back, and of course, this past week's NXT, uh, and of course, Money in the Bank. But just quickly go through a couple things that have been going on over the last couple weeks. Uh, the Bash was great. If you guys remember, NXT had the Great American Bash then uh, right after the Fourth of July that Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we had tag team tiles retained. Uh, LA Knight retained his million dollar title. And getting the services of Cameron Grimes as a butler. We have new women's tag team titles or tag team champs and Zoe Stark and Eosha Rai. Tegan Knox is back, baby. I'm happy about that. She is back in wrestling form. And we got the draw or the the series evened up between Adam Cole, baby, and sorry, baby, and Kyle Riley as they are squared up. Dynamite, Road Rager. Uh, the strap match was awesome. Cody had great revenge. Uh, the Young Bucks retained. Their AEW tag team titles in a street fight against Pentagon Jr. and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> uh, Sheamus on Raw retained U.S. title. Xavier Woods beat Lashley before Monday in the Bank. Uh, we had a great Falls Count Anywhere match with Ricochet and John Morrison to end uh, the. Thunderdome era for Raw. Firefest night one. Uh, Mox retained the US, the IWGP US title. We have a new FTW World Champion and Ricky Starks. Uh, Darby Allen buried Ethan Page in the coffin match, and coffin dropped him also, <laughs> just for insult to injury. Uh, First Raw back, or sorry, not I'm not yet there yet. Part, uh, and then NXT before we roll into Money in the Bank. Um, Karen Cross retained the NXT title on Johnny Gargano and then put Samoa Joe to sleep. Uh, but yeah, pretty much a lot of stuff that went down. Uh, but let's get into Money in the Bank, and this is where my big gripe is going to be with. I'm gonna. I'm going to run down the card, go through the card and give you my reaction to everything. And then I'll give you my gripe with what happened. And I'm sure everyone knows about the big gripe that happened. Um, Pre-show, first pay-per-view back with fans in the stands, money in the bank. And again, that place was rocking like there was none other. Uh, tag team tiles up for grabs for SmackDown. The Usos defeat the father-son duo of Rey Mysterio and Dominic. We have new SmackDown Tag Team Champs. The bloodline dripping in gold now. My, women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, Zelina Vega, and Nikki Ash, almost a superhero. That was a great match to open the pay-per-view with. A uh, lot of 
action with these women. And surprise, surprise, a Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, is your Miss Money in the Bank ladder match winner. She is Miss Money in the Bank. And literally just came out of nowhere, just, you know, scurried up the ladder while everyone else was fighting, climbs over Natalia, and just grabs the briefcase, and everyone's like, what? Really? How'd she get... How'd she get up there that fast and just unclip? That was, it was a great match. Loved it. And everyone was feeling that matchup from the word go. Raw tag team tiles up for grabs. AJ Styles and Omos taking on the Viking Raiders. Uh, Omos and Styles retain. That was a really good tag team match. It was a really good tag team match. I loved it. Um, a lot of back and forth between these two teams that actually gave almost a lot more gumption to work with. It was fun. I loved it to see almost just toss AJ Styles outside and get and deliver the Hurricane Rana on, uh, I believe, Eric of the uh, Viking Raiders. And it was awesome. I loved it. Um, unfortunately, this where we start, uh, there was a little bit of a downhill as Bobby Lashley just des decimates. Kofi Kingston uh, via submission for the WWE title. Literally, the match didn't even go 10 minutes, unfortunately. In a great night of action, we get to see Kofi just get decimated. Not even as, not even as bad as Kofi's match against Brock Lesnar uh, for the WWE title, but at least with Lesnar, it was Show up, F5, we're done. This time around, it was just destroy. And unfortunately, I think that this really hurts because having Kofi Kingston lose in under 10 minutes to Bobby Lashley doesn't help. I mean, it makes Bobby Lashley, you know, built more, you know, like a monster, but it doesn't help. Actually, I want to retract that. It did help a little because, you know, granted, with everything that went into the match, AJ, you know, sorry, uh, Bobby Lashley uh, losing his edge over the last couple of weeks uh, from Hell in the Cell, caring more about the party and then the girls, thanks to MVP, loses a tag team match to New Day. That was okay, oh, whatever. Getting called out, it's like, hey, you're caring more about vacation and the girls and the booze than you are about business, and you're losing your edge. Uh, Lashley loses the match to Xavier Woods, flips the switch. It's like, okay, back to business. And then, of course, we get that match at Money of the Bank. Decimates Kofi Kingston. I thought maybe at least give the man some hope, give him a little bit more action. But unfortunately, Bobby Lashley just decimates Kofi Kingston putting stop to that uh charlotte and Rhea for the raw women's title and you know what i can't front that was a great matchup between these two women charlotte and flair or charlotte and Rhea going back and forth throughout the night it was awesome Rhea looked like we were gonna get it finally but unfortunately charlotte takes out the legs and with the steel steps, locks in the figure eight, and makes Rhea tap out. Uh, got a new Raw Women's Champion in Charlotte Flair. 
with a big O. For that. Uh, Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Awesome match. Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins, and Big E. Man, that was a great ladder match. Loved it. And there was a couple of times where we're like, no, we're not going to see Seth Rollins win this match. We don't want to see Seth freaking Rollins. I mean, there was a couple of times even that Drew was looking like he was going to get it. But Big E pulls up big and is your new men's money in the bank winner as he is Mr. Money in the Bank. But before we get to the main event, I just want this is where the big gripe comes in because if you were watching on Peacock, if you remember, if you guys were watching on Peacock, there was technical difficulties galore from maybe from the like the beginning of the entrances, maybe a little bit before just starting to get. Just random stop goes, blend ins and everything. Uh, barely could tell. Uh, ten, so that was going. I, I again. I'm just showing, just expressing of what was happening. So if you're listening to this on podcast and you're thinking, okay, what the heck is going on with this feed right now? The the audio. It's like no. I'm just reinvent. You know, reinvigorating of what the heck happened. I'm redoing what was happening on the live stream because you would be hearing sentences, but it would, not, it would be a stop and go, maybe get a word, and then for a little bit. And this lasted from the entrances all the way through to like the like a good portion, like the early beginnings of the match, maybe like five minutes into the match, whatever. And then we get you know this you know there's no you know like someone even checking Twitter just. What's going on with you know you know seeing the daily posting like the the gifts of the entrances and everything and like what is going on with the stream guys you know checking to see you know just refresh refresh like is WWE not going to announce something you know say something I don't know if they announced it on during the, the show but again we couldn't hear because of the 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 lag and everything so eventually we get you know. There was a Twitter post or whatnot. Hey, Peacock has, you know, the WWE Network slash or and or Peacock uh, has fixed the problem. Just refresh or exit out, restart the, you know, the feed and you should be good. Okay, whatever. Refresh. Okay. Now, but here's the great part. Because WWE Money in the Bank was the first fan, you know, first time fans, pay-per-view fans back since WrestleMania. And the fact that this was a, I would say, a test subject for the upcoming, well, the now here and now Olympic Games. Because if you're, because remember, M, uh, Peacock is going to be streaming, I believe, all the events on their network site, on the Peacock streaming service. Because again, NBC's got the, con, you know, as the, the rights, the exclusive, you know, broadcast rights for the, uh, the Olympic Games. And with Peacock now, they can stream all the games that may or may not be on, uh, like the mainstay with 
the NBC or NBC uh, USA, NBC Sports Network, whatever broadcast they're not going to put on TV. So if you want to catch, you know, say softball, and it's not going to be on on TV, you can check it out on Peacock. And again, it's not cheap. It's not. This is not a plug for Peacock at the moment. But the fact that this was a, te- I would say, a guinea pig test subject for the stream to see how it works, because you can't, ha- you know, Peacock, you cannot be having this technical issue on what your fourth pay per view. No, 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 not even fourth pay-per-view. We're, what, a good few months. March 18th was the was the initial start of this whole fit was uh, for Peacock. So, what, March 18th to July, July. We're, what, one, two, three. We're four months into this, to this uh, $1 billion deal with Peacock renting the WWE network for I believe if I remember hearing about on busted open rate on busted radio, I believe it's busted open um, with bully Ray saying something. I don't know if it was official, but just to take a guess, it was a billion dollars for five years just to rent, uh, just to uh, have the exclusive rights to stream the pay-per-views and you know what and all the content from the WWE Network, you're paying five years for a billion dollars, and you are having technical difficulties four months into your uh, well, uh, your first four-month glitch, four months into it, and we've had what Hell in a Cell, uh, In Your House, Backlash, WrestleMania. Fastlane and the Chamber. If I'm being correct on this, if I can uh, obviously being correct on wh- what it is. So yeah, what five pay per views in the last year, or on the last several months? Sorry, in the last you know four months. Yeah, Hell in a Cell, Hell in a Cell. Uh, well, Money in the Bank, Hell, Money in the Bank, Hell in the Cell, Backlash, WrestleMania, both nights, Fastlane, Chamber, yeah. So you would think you would want to get these tests up, you know, bugs out. But why are you doing it on a main, you know, a, obviously a big pay per view that people are coming back and people are going to be watching? Why are you going to do the? Why is it going to have it now? And I get that. Oh well, it could have happened. You know, it, it was technical difficulties. They can't do nothing about. It. I understand that, but when you're and again, it was a short amount of time for the fix. Again, but you can't be doing that, especially with SummerSlam coming up, and especially with the Olympics coming up. You can't be having this, especially when you got passionate WWE fans who are maybe not in Texas at the pay-per-view, but they're at home, and especially, you know, here in the United States, you can't be doing, you know, can't be really having that. I can understand a bug, you know, here and there, maybe on the networks, you know, on the streaming site part, but not on the live feed. Can't be having that kind of stuff. Because if it happens during the the Olympics, do you know how how much trouble they're going to be in? 
she they're gonna there's there's gonna be some serious heads rolling and the network's gonna have their is gonna have their heads yelled at and chomped off by the Olympics because dang how many people are already gonna be ticked off about that but the fact that you're having streaming problems on for an event so but yeah no you know peacock gotta do better guys gotta do better i can understand an er, you know you know early on maybe fast lane and elimination chamber there's a couple you know there'd be a couple bugs especially before wrestlemania but there wasn't there wasn't any bugs or stuff like that and i get upgrades and you know constant change and everything i get that but and can't we can't really have that before SummerSlam because that one's going to be a big one. And if SummerSlam has bugs and they're in the stream, oh, there's going to be yeah, so many problems. Um, Universal title match. This one I seriously thought we were going to get a new Universal champion with Edge taking on Roman Reigns for the Universal title. I mean, Edge... And Roman back and forth throughout the match. This went almost 35 minutes, guys. It was a 33-minute match, guys. This, over 30 minutes. This was an awesome match. And with Roman almost literally having, you know, having those moments where he was down and out. Edge gets so close. With the Mysterious running interference on the Usos. You're thinking, okay, this is going to happen. But if you remember watching the end of the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, you're thinking Seth Rollins is like, what am I going to do? I got to change the game plan. I got to come up with a new plan. Uh, new, I got next on the Universal title. I don't care who wins. I got next. And you're thinking in your head, and I'm thinking in my head, oh, my God, is he going to is he gonna give Edge the title? Cause you know, you know the we or I was I want to say before, yeah, on the SmackDown before with fans of the stands, which again was awesome, you know, to see again with Roman Reigns and Usos taking on Edge and Dominic and Rey Mysterio. That was a hell of a good match. Shotzi and and Tegan Knox taking on Natalia and Tamina. That was hell. Of a, that was a good, real good match. Uh, SmackDown Women's Tile up for grabs. Bianca and Carmella. That was a great match for the women. Uh, even the fail four way was awesome. Seth, Biggie, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke. Awesome fail four way on that SmackDown. But you gotta be thinking, Seth Rollins is gonna, I would say, help Edge get the title because you gotta think he wants to. If he's you know saying, oh well, I hope you win so I can. Do what I did to you seven years ago and finish the job. That sets up for a great SummerSlam match right there. Universal title, Edge, Seth Rollins. But no, Seth comes in, screws Edge. And that could have that took a potentially awesome universal title match right there and just flush it to a non-title match. Because Roman Reigns retains, thanks to Seth Rollins' interference, and he's still the undisputed Universal Champion. But and you're thinking, okay, they're fighting, and they're calling for the Romans calling for a mic, 
he gets the mic, knowledge of me and everything. And all of a sudden, it's John Cena. Oh, my God. That place erupted and cheered for John Cena. That was the the cherry on top for the money in the bank to see John Cena return back on American soil, back doing and back in the WWE and again, setting up for SummerSlam again, guys. Guess he wants Mr. Reigns one more time at SummerSlam. That was money in the bank, guys. That was awesome money in the bank besides the the, tech, the technical difficulties from the men's money in the bank liar match and Peacock. So, but otherwise, this is a great night. Uh, let's see quickly, because again, I want to get you guys out of here to go check, you know, especially on the West Coast uh, on this Friday, the 23rd. I want to get you guys to go watch SmackDown if you don't have like the East Coast version yet. Uh, talk about Friar Fest night two. Uh, Jericho takes out Sean Spears in his first chapter of the five labors of Jericho. A chairs match for Sean Spears as he was allowed to use chairs. I mean, the mat that match was awesome. I mean, Fire Fire Fest night two was great, loved every second of it. It was fun. Um, and then of course, afterwards, we get the, the announcement for. Chapter two, and of course, the uh, add stipulation for the for the rest of the chapters for the or for the labors that Jericho can't have anyone from the inner circle help stop interference, you know, stop the interferences from for helping Jericho. Otherwise, he won't get another shot at uh, MJF. But surprise of the night, literally. How do you start? How do you literally start off the night? You make a big ass surprise and you say it's going to be a no disqualification match and it's going to be against Nick freaking Gage. And the man is no joke, guys. Literally, he this guy is insane for a death, you know, he's a death match icon right now. Literally was pronounced dead for eight minutes in a death match, came back to life and wanted to continue the match, and he had to be restrained. How, how the hell do you do that? Any sensible man would be like, okay, wait a minute, what? I was, I mean, I get, you know, wrestling a match and you're bleeding buckets, but you're pronounced dead? Oh, yeah, for eight minutes? Or we give you rest in peace. Give him the last rights and everything. You come back to life. You're like, your first thought is, okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Dude, the match is over. We had to stop it. You die for eight minutes. Stop. We need you to stop. It's like, no, I want to keep fighting. That is unheard of. I would have I would have been stunned, silent, and be like, God, this man's a, a beast. But yeah, that is five labor. That is the second labor next week at Fire the Fallen. Or sorry, Fight for the Fallen. Uh Doc Gallows defeats Frankie Kazarian. 
at Fire Fest Night 2. It was an okay match. Uh, Darby Allen taking on defeats Wheeler Yuta, uh, a best friends applicant, uh, to join the group to join the group. And the best night moment of the entire I'm um, another best moment of the night. Orange Cassidy and Stinger with the lazy super kicks, you know. Mm. Mm. And then Sting just comes out with the lazy hype up, you know, beating the chest. Literally, the best moment of the night was that moment right there. If you haven't seen it, you need to go on YouTube and watch that. It's literally the best. Uh, AEW women's title up for grabs. Britt Baker defeats Nyla Rose. Sorry. Now the Rose loses via submission to Britt Baker, a DMD. And an awesome matchup for Britt Baker. She retains the AEW women's title. Orange Cassie gets payback on the blade for keep for him to continue to knock him out. And er, after the uh, Darby Allen Wheeler match, he was knocked out again with some brass knucks from the blade, but gets payback. And knocks him out after the match. And then in a Texas death match, which saw forks, kendo sticks, chairs, tables with barbed wire, trash cans, and lids, and a fan, literally, not a fan that keeps you cool, but a cheering fan, yay, that was used like a freaking battering ram <laughs> in this match for the IWGP United States title. Uh, Lance Archer challenging John Moxley, and what a matchup! I mean, just for the plain fact you had a fork in the match, just well, stick a fork in him, he's done, and he's bleeding. They're both bleeding. Uh, Lance Archer defeats Moxley and caught giving Mox's second ever IWG or second New Japan loss. Uh, as John Moxley was unable to answer the 10 count after going through the, the tables with barbed wire on top that he put there. <laughs> uh, but Firefest Night 2 was awesome. Go and rewatch it, guys. Uh, we know next week at Fight for the Fallen, we're going to have a big, big old 10-man tag with the Elite taking on Adam Page and the Dark Order. If Adam Page and the Dark Order win, Page will get his AEW World title match. And the Dark Earl will get a AEW Tag Team title opportunity. If the Elite wins, no title shots. IWGP US title matches. You know, another IWGP uh, US title opportunity. Uh, but this time, it's no rematch because it's Lance Archer will be defending it again. Or sorry, well, tw- you know, a week later uh, from literally being busted open in the Texas death match to Hikaleo bullet club member and Haku son, the legendary Haku literally. And of course, brothers of gorillas of a destiny right there. Hikaleo, uh, the, fi- of course the five labors of Jericho chapter two, the no disqualification match, the pain makers coming back out because it's Nick gauge. 
Nick freaking Gage. Uh, Painmaker Chris Jericho will take on Nick Gage. No disqualification. And that match is going to be bloody as hell. I can only imagine what chapters three through four, the three through five are going to be after this. Damn. And of course, Santana Ortiz will take on FTR. That is next week on Fight for the Fallen. Uh, already talked about the first night of the fans back for SmackDown. First night for Raw back. Uh, Riddle and the Viking Raiders taking on AJ Styles, Omos, and John Morrison. Six-man tag. Riddle and the Viking Raiders beat AJ Styles, Omos, and John Morrison. Uh, Viking Raiders get a tag team title opportunity, I believe, next Monday. I want to say they get another they get another shot next Monday. In front of fans. Uh, Jackson Riker defeats Elias in a Symphony of Destruction match. It was destructive. It was very destructive. <laughs> uh, Tamina Natalia defeats uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. And after Reginald cost them another match, Jackson Baszler kick Reginald to the dirt. Uh, but he picks right back himself right back up and gets gets to become 24-7 champion defeating Akira Tozawa. Uh, Jeff Hardy returns to his one well, one of his best themes. Uh, no more words as he takes on a the raw debut of the NXT champion Karrion Cross. And a lot of people are kind of conflicted on this one because this one I feel like hurt, has hurt Karrion Cross. I mean on the call up another NXT call up that gets destroyed. But here's the thing. You again, you have the NXT champion. What is he supposed to do? Come up here and just dominate? I mean, yeah, that would have been a great idea. But again, this sets up for the long term. And again, while it, again, it's Karen Cross coming up here to take on Jeff Hardy, which I mean, again, is not being thrown right into a, uh, a t you know, the top level, you know, guys like Randy Orton uh, or not being, you know, maybe even AJ Styles um, or being thrown up against Bobby Lashley, Rafa bat or Kofi Kingston and not being put up here, but it's like, okay, you're you're gonna be right in here because again, you're NXT champion. We're getting you a call up. You're getting on TV, but the fact that Karen Cross loses to Jeff Hardy, and again, you know, with the roll up and then the feet up on the ropes, set does set up a few, you know, something for him to work on and to see how everyone reacts to him. And again, with no Scarlet there, it kind of hurts a little bit, but. And again, this this had lingering effects for NXT this past week. Again, this past week, and of course, what went on for the uh, foreseeable recordings that they, or the tapings that they had. I guess what happened for ne the next two weeks for uh, NXT down in Florida. So again, if you go and find the spoilers which I hope you guys don't, but yeah, let's just say some things had to get reshoot. It was pretty bad <laughs> for Mr. Cross, unfortunately. 
Uh, but yeah, Jeff Hardy picks up the victory on Karen Gross's debut on the Raw brand, as he is apparently going to be on Raw. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair rematch for Money in the Bank, and doesn't go over. So you know, it was an okay matchup. Unfortunately, Rhea Ripley beats Charlotte Flair via disqualification. However, because title can't change hands via disqualification. Charlotte is still your Raw Women's Champion. But, however, wait, there's more because after the match, Rhea just goes to town on Charlotte and we get ourselves a cash-in. Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, cashes in, beats Charlotte Flair, and we got ourselves a new Raw Women's Champion and Nikki Ash, almost a superhero. Oh, sorry. Almost a super, almost superhero. But that was a great way to end Raw this past week. Uh, and, of course, NXT. Uh, we're we're going to close out the show with the NXT, so you guys can go check out SmackDown uh, here, at least on the West Coast. Uh, NXT, we had Bobby Fish and Kushida taking on Diamond Mine. Great tag team matchup this past Tuesday. Frankie Monet taking on, uh, I guess, a local talent. Uh, or sorry, performance center talent. Uh, Jancy Jane, Frankie Monet wins. Kyle O'Reilly defeating Austin Fury. Uh, great matchup right there. I love it. Was an awesome matchup right there. Odyssey Jones defeats Andre Chase in the semi or in the first round of the breakout tournament. Uh, for an opportunity to get a future championship opportunity of whatever they want. Uh, NXT, and he moves on to the semifinals. Drake Maverick Lou, uh, beats LA Knight and then gets a beatdown afterwards from both Knight and then a reluctant Cameron Grimes because he seriously wanted to go to the moon to avoid that beating or that punch of Drake Maverick. NXT champion. Raquel Gonzalez beats Zia Lee in the title match. Uh, and, of course, near the end of the match, uh, Zia Lee gets, I want to say, injured slash maybe a little bit, yeah, injured to a point where they had to stop the match, near, you know, almost to the end. But apparently she was good to go. Finished off. Raquel Gonzalez retains uh, her NXT Women's Champion. Chip. So Zaylee, I guess she's gonna be out for a little bit. Uh, we don't know the full extent of the what what injury she got. I mean, she because she uh, when Raquel Gonzalez landed, she landed pretty good in her mid range in her midsection. So hopefully she uh, Zaylee is okay. Uh, and then I kind of had to say this for last because if you saw uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Hit Row. Step into Legaro del Fantasma. I felt like, um, unfortunately, Isaiah Scott channeled him, channeled in his inner Jeff Jarrett. That J E double F J A double R or J A R double T. I believe it's Jeff. J you know, if I got this, you know, the the how he did it was. If I did got it wrong, I'm gonna kick myself in the butt for that. But but that Jeff Jarrett, but not even. 
the the uh, the WWF version of Jeff Jarrett. I'm talking, yeah, you know, not the don't piss me off, Jeff Jarrett. I'm talking WCW. Listen up, slap nuts, because he made a good swing on one of the members of Legaro del Fantasma with a guitar and basically just told uh, Legaro del Fantasma. If you want to come for my uh, NXT North American title, well, you could choke on this guitar there. You know, with this guitar shot, you could choke on this slap nuts because he had one hell of a swing. But that was NXT this past week. Uh, we talked about Raw. We talked about everything else that's happened. Gave some opinions about what else has been going on. Uh, know that... I'm going to end the show ten, you know, with 10 minutes to spare before you got, you know, again, this is on uh, right before SmackDown. So everyone can go and check out SmackDown if you on the West Coast side. If you've already seen SmackDown, good for you on the East Coast or if you have the East Coast feed. But that is going to be it for me, guys. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick little things, last little bits. Uh, for our brethren, my buddy, Mr. Max, uh, over at WAC. Uh, again, his shows are coming back, guys. His shows are coming uh, back. And we already know that August 29th, his show's sold out next month. That's right. His first show back sold out. Tickets gone. You can't find them. You can't beg and plead for, hey, can you release some more tickets? We want to come. We're sorry. We're sold out. But, yeah, don't forget there's other events coming up. The September 26th, Halloween for his year three show, November 28th and December 19th. Make sure you guys go wacprowrestling.com slash events. But let's get done with the, our normal house clean before we peace out and get done with an hour show that was a quick one uh be sure to like and subscribe and follow everything we do here on the flex network you can follow us at flex network one for your foot fancy football and your football content on twitter uh of course you can fi find us on facebook twitter we're on the youtube and i'm giving you all of our uh tags and everything that you can find us uh twitter you can follow us at the flex network one for your football and fantasy football content. And it's coming back, guys. Uh, our football shows are coming back soon. And actually, well, the fantasy football is starting to you know pick up a little bit. So, But we're getting close, guys. Football season's almost here. You can follow us at MMA Evergreen for your MMA and UFC content. And, of course, you guys should be following us at the FlexNet underscore PW Elite for your wrestling content. We've been a little slack a little bit. Um, Sorry about that. And, of course, you can follow us on our YouTube pages. Just search Flex Network for your football and fantasy football content. And, of course, Flex Network Wrestling for your wrestling content that you're getting right here on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also, that podcast, we're on Spotify. We're on the major networks, Spotify, Apple, wherever else. If we're not somewhere where you get your podcasts, fix from let us know we'll flex get there and flex on that but that is gonna be it for me guys i'm gonna peace on out of here so you guys can go check out smackdown 
I am the snowman and I will see you guys next week on the road to SummerSlam. Peace. Oh. This has been the Pro Wrestling Weekend Review Show. You got some fellow Canadians. But when you're from Calgary. Where's that? Alberta, Canada. A one-way first-class ticket to Larryland. What is it with you folks coming to Florida, stay in your own country? This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Well, you're welcome, Jurassic Slapass.